0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, we want to talk to Live 95's Ronan Moyles because he is keeping an eye on the COVID-19 situation uh, locally and nationally uh, for us. A morning to you, Ronan. Good morning, Joe. So, uh, despite very positive signs in many respects, there is a clear warning being sounded about the situation with the virus locally over the last couple of days. Yeah, the Department of Public Health
0: Midwest expressed what they described themselves as serious concerns over a rapid increase in COVID-19 cases in Limerick. This is the only I suppose announcement that's been made uh, locally of this nature in quite a while. So they found that 11 cases last Sunday were detected in Limerick, but then throughout the week uh, 20 cases Monday, 22 cases on Tuesday, 38 on Wednesday and 48 new cases on Thursday uh, reported across Limerick City and County. So obviously you can see uh, a worrying pattern uh, emerging uh, there. Um, Obviously, um, you know, they have been looking at where these come from. They believe uh, these cases may be linked to things like house parties, indoor gatherings, social activities surrounding Eid celebrations and a significant onward transmission from there um, on to social events, um, or from those social events and into workplaces. Uh, just, I suppose, to give you some of the latest, uh, the Department of Health yesterday notified of 381 new cases of COVID-19 uh, yesterday. Uh, the number of people in intensive care, 42, uh, up four from the day before, and 110 people being treated in hospital for COVID-19. Uh, but, Joe, I suppose it does have to be said that they seem to have identified... particular problem in Limerick and maybe we hadn't seen it coming because obviously with this cyber attack they haven't been releasing uh, the county by county statistics but clearly they've felt the need to do that now
1: and sound that warning about Limerick. Yeah, and it is worth pointing out, I mean, there's some alarmist talk of a, a local lockdown in Limerick, but if you look at some of the worst affected counties around the country, you'll see that they still are dealing with much higher cases, including per 100,000 than Limerick is at the moment. And I, I think uh, Dr. May Mannix was only saying this morning that one of the things they're doing through the testing is uh, to uh, find out through genome sequencing what uh, type of COVID-19 we are dealing with. Is it the dominant um, British variant, UK variant? Is it potentially another variant, the Indian variant they're worried about? They don't know that yet. There's still testing going on. So far, they've been saying it it has been the UK variant in recent weeks here and no evidence of uh, the South African or Indian to any extent. Uh, At the same time, we have to take it seriously.
0: Yeah, of course. And look, you know, you mentioned that thing about the local lockdown. To be fair, I think one person said that and it got reported and perhaps got spread around one, um, uh, you know, person said... Uh, Or expert did say that, but he said that that will be one of the options if nothing else didn't work. Uh, So again, you know, no sign of a local lockdown as of yet. And look, we have seen this throughout the pandemic, throughout the past years, there can be spikes. One or two events can lead to a spike and then the numbers tend to go up and down and hopefully that is what will
1: happen in this case as well. Hmm. At the same time, the clear message to all of us is redouble our efforts, be careful. It's harder when things are starting to react to keep all of the advice in mind, but it's important, including in a Limerick context. And then nationally, what is the latest, uh, Ronan, on the so-called Indian variant? Yeah, sure. Now, we have to, I suppose, be a little
0: bit not careful with these numbers. The HSE is dealing with some very um, difficult um, circumstances at the moment, as as we say. But they have been able, to an extent at least, to keep on top of these numbers and uh, all their contact tracing, for example, and stuff like that is working. But you asked about the Indian variant. Um, so, 72 new cases were uh, have been identified um, in Ireland as of last Friday. Now, obviously in England is where Uh, that the the issue is is a really big thing at the moment and obviously we're very close to England and a lot of travel still between the two countries and talk of a common travel area and stuff like that so what's going on in the UK? Well a UK study has found that the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines are highly effective against that variant which was first identified in India after two doses however that study from Public Health England found that both vaccines are less effective against the strain three weeks after the first dose Um, so the HSC he says the interval between doses of AstraZeneca is now to be reduced from 16 to 12 weeks, but it may take some time for the second doses to be rescheduled. Now, on Friday, the chief medical officer described the variant first identified in India as a black cloud on the horizon because of the suggestions it could increase the effectiveness or sorry, it could reduce the reduce the effectiveness of the vaccines but that new study has found that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is 88% effective against the Indian variant and AstraZeneca is 60% effective two weeks after the second dose is given however after three weeks of the f- after the first dose of both those vaccines um, it's only 33% effective so I suppose the message there
1: is the longer between doses um, the, the greater the threat the Indian variant becomes. Yeah and the difficulty there for the UK and we're so linked to the UK is that they made a strategic decision, didn't they? To increase doses in order to ensure that they could get more and more people with a first dose jab in their arms. Yeah, and
0: now, I mean, we spoke about that and there was much debate at the time, I remember, um, over which was the best way to go. Obviously, what it meant was that we saw figures in England fly up of the number of people vaccinated well ahead of us. Um, so that's still the case. However, as you say, that many of them are having first doses and you will have now heard, and I think there are serious concerns over in England um, among uh, the government there, that their roadmap that they had so highly touted about have everything open um may now have to be scaled back and there may be, there is definitely talk of local lockdowns over there if this variant is as bad as it seems to be.
1: Yeah. Now we're hearing from someone we describe as an informed source, by the way, just to follow up on the local case numbers, because I think we don't officially have uh, local numbers for Saturday and uh, Sunday, but we are hearing that over the weekend, I think 32 cases uh, followed by 40 uh cases um where the numbers um for the local um, um covid-19 um analysis so there you go that's still a concern. You know, that number is 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 higher than um, the, uh, the averages that we have seen here, um, and that indicates clearly that, that there's a reason that Dr Mannix ha, has been uh, warning us all to be uh, as careful as we possibly can be. The other thing is worth saying, I think, Roland, is there's a lot of politics coming into this this week now, isn't there? I mean, Tony Holhan made one comment on Friday, a black cloud on the horizon. By yesterday then, you mentioned that uh, report from Public Health England, although he had some access to it. He said, Not all, but some access to it when he made those comments, suggesting maybe not quite as dramatic. But then you've pointed out that if the second doses are an issue and also then the government's sources are all sounding very positive in the run into the next announcement we're expecting on Friday for a plan and reopening in June, July and August. And this has been an ongoing pattern in the build up to these announcements, hasn't it, Ronan, over the last 12 months, where you're not really sure where you stand until the Taoiseach actually says what the position is. Yeah, or or
0: sometimes in the days running into it, which has been an issue for some people, I think, as well. But yeah, you're right. Um, uh, You know, maybe it's because of, of, you know, all the ups and downs of the last year. I've always tried to be positive, but it actually worries me when I hear the politicians getting too positive because sometimes it's a bit of a harbinger of bad uh, news before that. But look, yeah, certainly they do seem to think um, that they... We will have a sort of a positive summer. I, I believe i uh, I was listening to the radio uh, on the way in or earlier this morning. and um i I believe I heard Simon Colfney say that uh, international travel is quite likely. Um, this summer so like that's that's the most positive i've heard him in about 12 months so look at um we we'll see how that goes they definitely seem to be happy with their vaccine rollout i will say that and even though now we're not getting another thing we're not getting every day is obviously the vaccine numbers uh, a huge amount seems to have been done over the last couple of weeks as well so we may get a surprise and we start getting those numbers back again
1: okay and just to say that tomorrow at the start of the show we will have an expert from public health in the region on uh, to talk to us about the local situation and the concerns around that. But finally, for now, from you, Ronan, these interesting proposals about maybe supporters returning to sports stadiums across the summer.
0: Yeah, I think it was touched on there uh, slightly in your sports chat just uh, before me earlier. Yeah, so spectators could return uh, to the GAA football and rugby matches by the end of June under trial events uh, that's been prepared by the government. Uh, Now, as part of uh, an announcement on Friday, the government is going to set out plans Uh, to pilot sporting fixtures including All-Ireland and League of Ireland games as well as rugby um, and other sports as well actually, athletics and golf. So they'll start very small at just 5% stadium capacity meaning up to 4,000 for example in the Aviva and Croke parks but much less let's say at the market's field as as I heard Mike mention earlier. Uh, Regional venues also covered obviously by that. Now if these are successful they would eventually uh, be scaled up to the summer. Could see a 30% capacity in a large stadium later in the summer and that could see um, 25,000 spectators in Croke Park for the All-Ireland well hopefully hurling final, um, and hopefully
1: <laughs> Limerick are there for it Alright, okay well listen thank you very much for all of that Live ninety-five. Ronan Moyes keeping us right up to date with what's happening locally and nationally with COVID-19 as I say a big week with uh, significant announcements expected by the government on Friday after various cabinet meetings and advice that's going to go to them from the public health emergency team as well